Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Andy Murray, our guest up next. Is he a Liverpool fan? Should we ask him? All things football. Andy, good evening. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Yes, good evening. Good morning. Uh, whatever it is where you are. Are you a Liverpool fan? Uh, yeah, I'd say lapsed, lapsed Liverpool fan. Long story, which I, won't bore you, which I won't bore you with, mainly about the Super League. Okay, now good man, good man. Um, Is there a little bit of infighting in Liverpool at the moment? There seems to be um, various stories coming out that perhaps the likes of Henderson, Van Dijk possibly have had a bit of a falling out with Jurgen Klopp and maybe for the first time in his seven-year tenure at Liverpool there are just a few chinks in the armour. Yeah, I mean, I think you can see that something isn't quite right um, there this season, whether it's uh, a hangover of playing... Uh, you know, sixty thousand games or however many it was uh, last season in uh, in getting to you know FA Cup, League Cup, Champions League final and um, going close, well, very close, I suppose, in the league. Um, so I, I guess uh, with hindsight, um, you may have expected uh, something like uh, the slow start to to this season, but. Uh, it's been sort of going on so long now that that you wonder uh, if there is something something else behind the behind the scenes. You know, James Milner and Van Dijk had a little bit of a, a set to it on Trafford in the defeat to Manchester United a couple of months ago. Um, so you know, it, it, look, Klopp has obviously done an incredible job with the club, turned it turned things around from from when he when he took over in 20, December 2015, I think it was uh, maybe. It's, a couple of months earlier than that, um, but uh, you know, managers, uh, managers, how they manage, uh, they kind of need constant refreshing. And this Liverpool team, as much as Klopp has tried not to, especially with the signings he's made this summer, um, uh, you know, it is starting. They are starting to age out um, at the same time. You know, Henderson, uh, Van Dijk similar ages. Fabinho's been pretty poor this season, also a similar age. Uh, Thiago is great when fit, but not fit enough. Uh, similar age uh, for, for him as well. Sort of Rob, uh, Andy Robertson is um, is reaching that age now as well. So, you know, I think it's kind of a combination of, of, of factors. And look, obviously, when you're eighth in the league or uh, wherever it is that they are, um, and things aren't quite working, then that's when any kind of chink of uh, chink in the armour is going to be going to be magnified. Mm. How much damage to the reputation of Steven Gerrard with his sacking or Aston Villa, or is that just part and parcel of being a manager and no one's immune? Yeah, um, look, Villa, especially this season, um, weren't great. Um, I know a couple of uh, Villa fans, and um, uh, I mean uh, regular contact with um, 
with a guy called Matt Hendrick who works for one of the local papers in Birmingham. Um, and certainly this season, things things haven't been haven't been good there. I mean, I he will get another job. Um, you know, there's no there's no doubt uh, doubt about that. Probably because of who he is, um, as much as anything um and you know obviously did a really good job with uh with rangers um but uh he'll have to he'll have to choose his next job very carefully uh i think um you know brought in as kind of um uh, i don't think villa fans were necessarily too happy with uh, him replacing dean smith uh Smith had sort of had obviously done an incredible job with uh, with Villa, getting them promoted, keeping them in in the league, and it had been a slow start to last season. But um, he, uh, I think there was a, there was a feeling among sections of the fan base that it, they maybe pulled the trigger a little bit too soon, uh, and that meant that when there was going to be the first sign of a bad run under Gerrard he was going to come under a bit of pressure basically because of what uh, what had come before him. Um, they haven't been great uh, this, uh, this season. Um, I watched them against, uh, against Fulham. Um, uh, so I think that was Thursday, last Thursday uh, and they were abject, frankly. Um, you know, if ever it was a performance of a team that uh, had either lost faith in the, in the manager or the managers had, had no, no ideas left to, to try and get something out of the team, um, that was it. Uh, he has been unlucky with injuries. You know, two of his marquee signings uh, this this summer: Bubakar Kamara, an excellent defensive midfielder, uh, and Diego Carlos, um, who has been superb for Sevilla for a number of seasons um, now. Uh, both long-term injured, and I think his plan was to sort of build the team uh, around around those two. I mean, that's why he you know he stripped Tyro Ming for the captaincy. Uh, at the start of the season, basically because he didn't think that Mings was going to get anywhere near the team, and then you kind of lose two big defensive players, and then all of a sudden Mings is back in playing regularly. You know, it's just it's hard, it's hard to kind of get over get over that really. Um, so you know, Villa are obviously a, a big club. Uh, it's probably as big a job as uh, Gerard could have could have got have it after after coming in from Rangers. So I think um, he'll need to choose his next job fairly carefully, a little bit like uh, Frank Lampard at, uh, at Everton, perhaps. You know, maybe start uh, from a little bit of a lower a lower base. Um, you know, I I never I've never been fully sold on Gerard as a manager. There are uh, there are parallels I think with uh, with Graham Sinesse in terms of character of how they were as a player. And whether he can translate that, you know, excellence that he constantly showed, uh, and to be able to understand, you know, mortals, if you like, of uh, of professional footballers who can't do what he uh, he could do, uh, you know, that kind of inspiration was what mm. he what he fed off, um, and you know, even even under Benitez at uh, at Liverpool. Benitez took a long time to really trust Gerard in the middle of the park. I wonder if that tactical, analytical brain uh, is is there. You know, it was a good move from him to to take uh, Gary McAllister with him to uh, to Aston Villa. He's very astute in that regard. And Neil Critchley, who was um, uh, on the Liverpool coaching staff uh, and did a really good job at Blackpool, actually. Um, uh, as as a manager went back to to be a first team coach under Gerard at, at Villa and you know still it hasn't worked out so 
Um, so yeah, next next job important I think for for Gerard. Not uh, not sort of cashed in all his credit just yet, but but um, will need to be astute in uh, wherever he goes next. And Aston Villa have appointed Unai Emery, former uh, former Arsenal manager, of course, and um, has just left Spanish club Villarreal. So he has that responsibility now of certainly keeping Aston Villa well away from relegation and then looking to try and build on that and probably get back to the sort of the season they had when Jack Grealish was arguably their sort of franchise player. And you can sort of say that the day Grealish left, Aston Villa started to go downhill. Uh, yeah, you could you could well do. I mean, uh, you know, anybody with that sort of cachet in the in the club, you know, the, the team was built around Grealish to to get the to get the best out of him, um, and he certainly he certainly delivered. Um, you know, whether as sort of the left winger cutting inside to sort of go wherever he fancied, or or as a genuine number ten behind behind a centre forward behind a centre forward. Um, they were always going to struggle to um, to replace Grealish. Um, you know, regardless of the amount of money, you know, 100 million is obviously a lot of money. There's no way that you're going to be able to to attract the one player who means as much to the fan base who can deliver enough in a in an individual sense as Grealish because you're not going to be able to attract that type that type of player if you're Aston Villa. So they went about it in the right way of trying to you know bring in you know three or four new players, but it does take time for for that amount of change to to gel and um, knit together. Um, Emery has a history of. Uh, being an excellent, a really excellent cup manager, um, you know he's reached five Champions League semi-finals in the past nine seasons uh, and uh, reached the last four with Villarreal um, last season, knocking out Juventus and Bayern Munich. You know that's that's an excellent record, um, but it hasn't always been, it hasn't always delivered in the league, um, with the exception of PSG, and you know that's PSG, and you know that. Winning the league, winning you know Liga with PSG, it almost doesn't count um, because of the you know the riches that they have. Um, but he uh, he, in total contrast to um, to Gerard, has a really uh, astute tactical brain. He absolutely he's an obsessive when it comes to tactics and video analysis. Um, when he was at Valencia, um, sort of a, a about a decade or so ago. Uh, the uh, Valencia winner, winger Joaquin, famously uh, said, "We watched so many videos, I ran out of popcorn." Um, uh, so I don't, I don't think he necessarily uh, likes the video analysis, but um, Villa's players should certainly uh, steal themselves for that, and they will definitely be well prepared uh, for for games now and know exactly what their jobs uh, are and what's expected of them. Is Eddie Howe the most underrated manager in English Premier League football? Has done a remarkable job since coming in and turning the fortunes of Newcastle around. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, look, obviously there is a caveat of the of of the money. Um, as much as Howe would try to is trying to hide behind that, um, you can't get get away from it. He's right when he says that you know they've not signed you know all all of the. Um, all of the talk was, you know, oh, we're going to sign Mbappe, Neymar, and and whatever from from the Newcastle fan base. So obviously they've not done they've not done that, unsurprisingly. Um, but uh, they have spent they have spent big, you know, and no team has spent more in a calendar year than Newcastle have in 2022. So 
that has undoubtedly helped. Uh, but uh, how has turns the kind of the atmosphere, I suppose, of the club uh, around the players he's bought have fitted into his system. Bruno Guimaraes, uh, the midfield, Brazilian midfielder from Lyon, has been absolutely superb for them um, and has really kind of injected a box-to-box dynamism in the, in the middle of midfield that just wasn't there under sort of John Joe Shelby. And it allows um, Sean Longstaff, who is, you know, a functional but, good, but you know, good at what he does, defensive midfielder, to do what he does and just break up play in front of the back four and distribute it fairly, mm. fairly simply. Um, you know what what he has done with players like Joe Linton. You know, misfiring uh, centre forwards who you, you know uh, could barely find his backside with both hands um, under uh, uh, under under Steve Bruce is now a you know another another midfielder capable of running box to box. Um, and has really excelled in a deeper position. Uh, Miguel Almiron this season is a revelation um, compared with um, uh, compared with uh, last season. You know, talking about Grealish earlier, Grealish over the summer se- over the, the close season was digging uh, Almiron out for being one of the worst players in in the Premier League, and now he's you know he's scored something like uh, four in his last five or some or, or, or so. He's he's absolutely on fire. Uh, so you know that kind of coaching uh, is obviously playing paying dividends to the players that were already there and how he's making them making them play better. You know they got the best defence in the league. Kieran Trippier, another really excellent astute signing, has been superb for them. Um, and you know they're in the Champions League places at the at the minute. And the the victory against Spurs at the weekend uh, shows that they're 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 you know another couple of months of these kinds of results and they'll be, um, you know, after the world cup and they'll be, they'll be well, well in the mix. Spurs, they were beaten at the hands of Newcastle, as we've just sort of discussed and mentioned. Are the wheels falling off Spurs? Are they the real deal? Are they contenders or are they pretenders? It's hard to say. I mean, Conte, by his very nature, you know, it goes from it's 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 feast feast or famine. Uh, often at the same time, it feels um, performances have not been good this season, but they have been picking up results. Um, I think before the um, before the defeat to to Newcastle on Sunday. Um, it, it was the the best start to a Premier League season that Spurs have ever had. So, um, you know, uh, they are um, they've started better than they ever have done before. They're picking up points when not playing well, which you know you would say is the mark of a good side. But there does come a point when if you're going to to try and challenge for trophies or try and challenge the, the, the top two even more this important this season with Arsenal being uh, being pace setters uh, and having uh, having beaten them comprehensively uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, the, the, there will come a point when they they need to start uh, to start firing, you know, um, it's not helped that uh, Dejan Kulishevsky is uh, has been out injured for a few weeks. He he offers a real uh, he's just perfect for Conte's system on the on the right wing, cutting inside, gets up and down that flank really well. 
he's got a goal threat, and that kind of allows uh, Son Heung Min to do the to do the same job on the opposite flank uh, and cut inside uh, to great effect. Son hasn't been good this season, possibly because uh, because of that. And now they, you know, he's trying to change formation, play a three-five-two, try and get a bit more solidity in midfield with Eve uh, Bissouma, their summer signing from Brighton, uh, has started to play a few more games this season and they have looked a little bit better in the 3-5-2 but at the weekend they played that they played that formation and they weren't great again so uh, and and whenever whenever there is that kind of defeat Conte is always um, you know oh, you know I need more money I need more players um, you know he got 150 million in the summer so um, you know I'm not sure that that's necessarily an excuse that uh, that he can keep uh, going back to, um, you know, it's always the, it's always a difficulty when you prioritise results over performances. As soon as the results start to slip a bit, you know, we've seen it with Mourinho countless times. Um, that's when supporters get annoyed and when owners start to get itchy feet. Um, so it's great while you while you keep picking up the points, but um, if the points Start, start start tailing off with defensive football and not being particularly fluid, then uh, then that's when uh, that's when you'll be held to account. Look, j- just finally, Andy, uh, text that has come in. Arsenal, do they have the depth in their squad? Do you believe they can win the English Premier League? Uh, they don't have the depth in their squad. Um, you know that's been proven by the fact that. Uh, the Europa League uh, in the Europa League uh, Arteta is still playing more or less a first choice team with only one or two changes and there will definitely come a time when Martinelli, Odegaard and definitely Gabriel Jesus uh, will need a rest Um, but uh, I you know I've been a big fan of Arteta for since he since he took the job even in even in his first half a season and they were getting beat uh, fairly regularly, you could see there is a plan there. They're very well coached. Uh, they start they start matches very strongly, and this season more than more than ever in the past under under the Spaniard, they have started to score when they're on top. Um, if they can keep doing that and uh, stay strong at the back, I don't really see a reason why they can't challenge. I don't think they'll win the league. Um, just because the you know history has always shown that experience of battling for for a title really helps to get you to lift the trophy sort of the following season or two seasons later you know um so i think it's probably too soon for them this season but i think they'll be i think they'll be up there i think they're a really good side and maybe if they can bring in one or two maybe a midfielder um Maybe another fullback um, to ease the pressure on, especially right back on uh, on Ben White. Um, then I think they they could well be well be amongst it. Like I say, they're a very very a very very well coached side, and I, I fancied them to do well this season. I I, I fancied them to to make Champions League football. I think that's that that that's still a very good bet. Um, perhaps not to win the win the league, but I think they'll be they'll they'll be in amongst it and. You, I see no reason why not. Andy Murray, lovely to have you on the programme. It's been a wonderful chat. Thank you for your insight. And I know our texters, our callers and our listeners thoroughly appreciate it. Thank you. 
Pleasure. Thanks a lot. Cheers.